got Matt Ramsden. Finally, the last time we met, my village was destroyed. I. <laughs> Since that day, I've been training nonstop with only one goal in mind: to defeat you. Oh, I'm 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 sorry that happened. Um, what's your name? He doesn't even remember my name. No, this has to be a trick. There's no way he couldn't know who I am. Matt, I will not fall for your trickery. I've even taken on a powerful curse to become more powerful. Why? I, I mean, I, I appreciate your wanting to prepare for whatever this is. I, I, I'm afraid I don't understand what's happening right now. Oh, I see. You think I don't even pose a threat to you. Like I'm so insignificant and unpowerful. <laughs> Weak, that's the word for unpowerful. You got there. Well, surprise, my right leg houses the soul of a minotaur demon. But every time I use it, the curse spreads. And when the curse reaches my heart, I'll die. But I'll never allow that to happen. Not until I defeat you. I don't think you have a choice in that. I think it's the, the curse is going to travel up your leg. Uh, I mean, sure. You know what? OK, yep. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm still lost as to what I did, but whatever you got to do. Very well. Then prepare yourself and face my special technique. Hercano foot kicking thousand kicks fold ultimate. <laughs> that was impressive. That was good. <laughs> How are you still alive? Well, because I mean, it was good, but it wasn't. No, the best I've seen. <laughs> Is it possible that I was wrong? At this whole time, I should have been training emotionally instead of physically. Well, I, I think we can find a common ground and kind of figure out what we can do to remedy this whole situation. As friends? I mean, sure. So I'm not sure what you need from me to find peace or what I can offer you? It's clear that this is not the same person that destroyed my village. He's grown, become better, and I haven't. Matt, I can never <laughs> atone for what I've done, and I know I don't deserve it, but please, I ask for your forgiveness. I mean, I'm the one who killed everyone, um, but sure, yeah. Senpai! So um, now that that is over, what will you do? My whole journey has been in pursuit of one goal. Now that it's gone, I'm lost. I have some people I can contact depending on you know what you're interested in. I can network for you or... You have strong allies I can utilize in my time of need? I mean, yeah, I have friends in HR. I gratefully accept your assistance. Cool. Um, so what did you have in mind? Something in media. I've always wanted to become an actor. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to recommend you listen to this. This may offer some insight, just a little bit of uh, clarity, what you're looking for. If you want to pop that in, you can see where that leads you. Do you have a phone or I can, I can airdrop it to you? Airdropping, the technique of transferring information from one mind to another. I'm ready. Uh, yeah, so, uh, alright, let me just get you up. Yep, there you are. So I just sent that to you, so you just, yeah, I just think it, it helps me a bit. It may help you. I don't know. It's worth a shot to kind of get started and we kind of go from there. I will never forget this! Hello and welcome <laughs> to Six Degrees of Celebration! That's 6-D-O-C. I'm coming at you live. It's Alan with my best friend as always, Matt. Hello. 
If you haven't picked up on it, Alan and I swap off <laughs> intros and I feel not bad, but just like <laughs> Alan brings a lot to the table. Alan's like, I'm doing an anime opening. I'm doing a D and D opening. I'm doing this high. I'm just like, uh, um, car dealership, fast food, <laughs> right? It's, like that's like it's like ten seconds before. I'm like, ah, oh, it's my opening this week. Ah, shit. And it's like, <laughs> say something, and we just that, that's what the opening is. Versus Alan, who's like, let me go through my list of possible <laughs> openings. I like the juxtaposition though. It's like you come in on the mundane activities of two people. And then you smash cut over to like a god being born. Yeah, yeah. Well, also like our sense of humors are very, very different. You have you're hmm. you are very, very high energy, and I am very, very dry and just very. You're dry and deep. You're like uh, I don't know what baking is. <laughs> What's yeah? I was trying to think of a baked good that's dry and deep. You're we'll like a back. crusty sage. I don't know. You're just like, <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's what I wanted. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> he, he's not the baker. Like a store, like a store-bought Starbucks biscotti. That's what you are. <laughs> it's thin, but like dense and uh, dry. Like a good book. I'll take that. Yeah. How's your week going? It is good. A uh, little chaotic right now, but overall we're good before we kind of enter into what I'm going to call just like threat level wedding. Oh, oh, okay. Really? That makes it sound intense and combative, but it's not. It's more just like, all right, we have a month until this wedding. Shit. What do I have to, what do I have to do? Like, that's true. Yeah. And I haven't even given you guys your roles yet. Right. Like what arrangement do I need to make? Well, I've got a whole spreadsheet right now of different responsibility lists and like position titles and things like oh, that. Good. So I have to share that with the groomsmen and be like, pick something that you would like to be responsible for. <laughs> That'd be nice. It's all day of stuff, pretty much. Like, okay, make sure this equipment moves between the ceremony and the reception and stuff like that. Right, right, right. Stuff that a staff would take care of if we weren't doing this in Jenny's parents' yard. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Uh, how's your week going? Great. It is a great week, but lots of good things happen. So I'm, I have a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Good. You've talked about how you go to like a special gym, like a, like a, like a, like a boutique gym. Right. Do you do any at home exercise? Oh, I did. Um, so when, when we lived in Nashua, I did all my workouts at home. Mm -hmm. A, because gyms were closed and B, because I had space. Right. Currently, I do not have space. <laughs> or a lot of space. And when I have tried to exercise, that is when Jake goes from sleeping six hours a day to investigative Perry the Platypus mode. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perry the Platypus. Um, uh, <laughs> that's my awful doofus. A platypus? That's my Perry was, the Platypus. <laughs> that's a good one. See, I don't, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> what a good show. It's very rare that a kids show is like actual quality mm -hmm. it's like yo gabba gabba are you about to say it's actual quality yo gabba gabba's quality what yo gabba gabba oh yeah the thing with the big green guy yes because what other kids show are you going to see musicians like the killers my chemical romance tyler the creator the shins all playing kids music i didn't know that's what it was <laughs> ask jenny about <laughs> 
My Chemical Romance on Yo Gabba Gabba. Hey, hon. <laughs> Can I steal you? Have you seen My Chemical Romance on Yo Gabba Gabba? Yeah, they sing a song called Every Snowflake is Different, just like you. <laughs> I think the Killers did one, too. They did. They did a one called like Spaceship Adventure. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. And, and it's them like... All the different roles that on a spaceship and like them going through space. Is this like just what the show is? I thought the show is just like I've Teletubbies seen, level, just random. I've I mean, never it's seen like, a full episode. I've only seen like the musical acts. Right, because the musical acts are like My Chemical Romance, The Killers, <laughs> like The Shins, is yeah. uh, Tyler the Creator, like. Is it like Saturday Night Live? Like they just have like a musical act for every episode? I think, but it just so happens that they get like the best names in contemporary music. <laughs> I did not know anything about this. Yeah. What I wanted to talk about was Obey. Uh, the Shepherd Fairy thing? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about at home <laughs> exercising using the app no. called Obey. Oh, not the Shepherd okay. Fairy thing. <laughs> okay. I was thinking of the sticker of the of Andre the Giant. It's all like black and white and then like big bold lettering underneath it says obey. The oh. one that like the Obama poster was styled off of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, you, I just have clarifying. You, have you heard about <laughs> Obey the fitness app? I have not, no. So it's actually pretty cool. They've got stuff on there for Pilates, for yoga for strength training. It's all high intensity, low, I guess you would say low impact, right? Well, they specify when it is. I think they have more higher impact classes, but they have options, which is nice. But like none of it, you don't need like a whole weight set or anything right. like that. Like it's all just using your body and your own natural resistance. Which is good. Yeah, I should use more of it and I enjoy it every time we do, but I don't. I like it. It's good. My favorite guy is Walter. Walter, right? Yeah, Walter's the best. Is this a thing where you like have trainers like, oh, you got to take Walter? Like, Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can search videos by trainer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So like the reason I ask is one of our mutual friends has a Peloton. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And they just go, oh, my God, like this person's class or like I always take this person's like 9 a.m. I'm like, I don't know who these people are. What are you even talking about? I, <laughs> I, I don't like Peloton because they refer to their audience as Peloton. They're like, all right, push it, Peloton. Come on. It is very culty. It's, it's culty. It's culty. It's almost the same thing as like Lululemon. Mm -hmm. Like Lululemon's very culty. Yeah. What is that? So they're a clothing <laughs> brand that like kind of coined athleisure. So it's like clothes you can just like, you know, wear to the store, but also like get your work, like do your yoga. <laughs> and Very they just expensive. Yes. Oh, I say this to someone who owns two pieces of uh, Lulu that I got at their outlet store on a Black Friday sale. Nice. Which is the only reason I can afford it. Um, <laughs> because like their shirts are like $60. Yeah. Oh my God, what? But it's like, no, 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 no. This is this is part of, you know, falling in love with your life and just having a, you're curating your experience. I mean, we've talked about buying something that makes you feel good and feel better about yourself, but you shouldn't be doing that. Well, that's that's the, the, the cult part. Of it, OK, it's just like you buy your way into like feeling a certain way. Oof. Also, when I did make the purchase, instead of like a paper bag or a plastic bag, they give you a reusable bag, <laughs> like one of those totes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this is like 
here's your bag. This is a lot. This is weird. Yeah. I don't know why this is weird. <laughs> it shouldn't be weird, but it's weird. Walter, he doesn't talk to you like you're an audience or anything. He's just talking to you like you're a person. And he always throws like these really nice metaphors and like comments into the exercises. We were doing like a plank or something, right? Mm -hmm. and, he, and he was like, all right, before you got to learn to lift anything else, first, you got to be able to lift yourself or, or something like that. <laughs> you got to lift your own weight before you can lift anything else. <laughs> yeah, that was like, that's, that's cool so thing. not weird. But like, so the, the guy who's at my or the staff member who's at my gym, what I'm there is I don't say he's not that, but <laughs> I do want to say at one point I was trying to do a certain exercise that I wasn't quite doing it right. And he was like, Matt, I swear to God, if you don't squeeze your legs, <laughs> I'm going to kill you. I'm like, yes. No, Walter says yes, things chef. like, instead of saying like, you should be sweating now, he's like, you should be dripping in success. Oh my God. <laughs> but like, it's genuine he's though. He's so <laughs> wholesome. He just like has that air about him. Yeah. That it, it, it does not come across as like cringe, just like, right. Oh, you really mean that. Yeah. You genuinely want me to succeed. Let me see if I can find Walter's social stuff. What are we stalking Walter now? No, but I want to, <laughs> I want to shout him out so that people can look him up without paying $200 for the app or whatever. Is it $200? Well, it's a membership. So, you know, you can pay by the year, which is cheaper. We're doing a quarterly Obviously. because we are kind of trying it out. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. It's Walter Kemp two. So it's K E M P two on Instagram. He's awesome, though. Well, it's like, for whatever reason, certain socials are like, oh, you must have Peloton or you must have something. I always think it's funny just because I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. I don't know who any of you people are. So Walter, okay, Walter Kemp, when you're in the process, you just focus on the next best move. It is very <laughs> like hashtag inspirational. The world fitness trainer Walter Kemp likes to rev up his workouts. I'm here to make you feel good and to help you look good. We're going to start with some shoulder rolls. Walter is one of the top <laughs> trainers for Obey, an acronym for Our Body Electric. The fitness oh. platform is one of many on-demand workout streaming services turning living rooms into gyms. Go ahead and engage your core, engage your mind, engage your spirit. That spirit and motivation comes from Walter's core after a dramatic weight loss that changed his life. I wanted to be on Broadway, mm -hmm. but when I went to auditions, I was having issues being booked because I was 250 pounds. So 250 pounds? Yeah. I mean, I first of all, never would have guessed that. So oh clearly fitness works for you. It does. How did you take that first step? Honestly, um, I always say this in my class, movement is medicine. Mm -hmm. So I just started by moving more. I said I was going to do three miles three times a week. I was going to run on a treadmill and do that. And I just kind of stuck to that. And then I started to amp it up a little bit more. Small steps for big results. My favorite thing Walter says is level up. That's, that tracks. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so we'll be exercising. He's like, all right, we're going to do this next part. And now if you're feeling like you're ready to level up, you can do this and add to it with this. And I was like, oh, I want to level up. <laughs> I do a couple of things that are like guided and they're always like, if you want to try this, go for it. If not, that's okay too. I'm like, that's okay. That's a good approach. Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah, sit here and plug Obey with you if you want, because I love it too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also wanted to mention it's kind of a weird name for an app. It, yeah. I didn't know it was an acronym until right now when we watched that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like obey, obey, obey. But that's totally opposite <laughs> from like the vibe that you get from any of the videos. 
That's kind of funny. It's kind of ironic. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think it's funny. Like a lot of gyms now have at home programs or video services and it's just like struggle like trying to compete and all of that stuff so i i am happy that they kind of like build themselves like oh no we're primarily an at-home yeah Yeah. this is what we do versus like if you looked on like equinox or like barry's boot camp or any other kind of gyms that are like we'll do this for right now but like once we're open you got to come in Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because i could honestly see myself continuing with this even when we feel comfortable going to the gym again Mm -hmm. I don't like being at the gym. So I'm like, this is perfect for me. And they have like any kind of workout you could want to do. Like some of them have equipment. Some of them don't. They have everything from like dance to like trampoline Mm -hmm. exercise classes to like kickboxing and strengthening. And like you can search by class length and you can search by body focus and Mm -hmm. We're it's not, just really versatile. Yeah, we're not sponsored. <laughs> no, we're not sponsored. Not yet. I, to, I, I originally was like, oh, I like this. I like Walter. And Obey is very, very oppressive name for like this happy-go-lucky. <laughs> for a really welcoming app. Yeah, right. He's like, that'll be funny to talk about. And Jenny's like, and for just five short payments. <laughs> of $29.99. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's definitely something to that is, is going into a space or for not going to a space where you kind of feel comfortable yeah. and all of that. So it's like the gym I'm at now is like the first time I've been in the gym that I genuinely really enjoy. Like, mm-hmm. the, like all the other gyms I've been to have just been like, this is where I am right now. Like the, our old gym in Nashville was just like, this is, I guess, where we're going. Right. Yeah. I think it's good that you have a a means to do that, that actually matches your, I, I gotta sound so cringe, that matches your goals, <laughs> <laughs> that fits what you wa- want to do. Do you want to hang out for more of it? I don't know. What are you going to talk about? I, I don't know. Matt's thing is next. Um, I should go do homework, but okay. thanks for the offer. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, Jenny Sheridan. Bye. For one of the last times ever. Why? She's like, what? No, you didn't. It's because you're getting married. (laughs) You think I'm going to like kill you or (laughs) it's because your name's not going to be Jenny Sheridan. I thought about that. I would hyphenate. I've thought about it too. I don't know if I'd be able to change it. Well, my situation is very weird, <laughs> as as you are aware. So this may be not the stupidest thing, which I don't know why I do this. I just do this. I've gotten the habit of watching Oscar speeches. What a weird thing to get into. Yeah, right? Okay. I like the Oscars. As award shows can be kind of complicated and have a lot of different things going on. I think it's really fun to celebrate people's good things. Are the Oscars acting? Well, the movies one. Oh, okay, okay. So just do movies. Should probably know that. <laughs> As a filmmaker. <laughs> I mean, the ones I watch are the actor ones. I love our production people. I love editors <laughs> and sound mixers. And th- those. Those are they're really, really important. But I think actors are the ones to elicit that emotion and who get really, really emotional and express it very, very well. And I think it's because of that that they're able to just either extremely eloquently express how they're feeling or just be a complete mess. Because <laughs> I think it's what camp are going to fall into. I've, I've honestly never watched one. The Oscars? I think the only thing I've ever seen of the Oscars, or maybe I'm thinking the Emmys. Which one's the one that gets hosted and like they do a funny thing at the beginning? Depends on which Oscars. The Oscars did for a while. They don't have a host as much anymore. Didn't John Mulaney host one? Oh, the Independent Spirit Awards. A whole different thing. 
Well, it, it, it's movies, but they just, they recognize independent films. And I, I remember him doing stand-up with like Nick Kroll. And <laughs> I think one of their jokes was like, no, that was Adam Sandler. It's like the Independent Spirit Awards are the, they're the best personality of the awards show season <laughs> when he won for Uncut Gems. So the Oscars, they do these big speeches. The thing you gain, you like out of it is the emotion just like the raw pure emotion that they're going through i think it's that's what it is because they go through the, the nominees are and they list all of them and then you got that four cut cam of like one in each yep yep okay and, goes, and yeah. the oscar goes to family guy yeah 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 exactly and the oscar goes to and then they say whoever and then just boom like <laughs> right in your face so what's going on like <laughs> how are you feeling and they're just like <laughs> And it's just them just like, oh my, like, so it's either, oh, look at that. And they like go up <laughs> and they start or completely just like in their hands, just like sobbing. <laughs> like, I can't do like, and then be like pushed, like you have to go, you have to go get the statue. <laughs> so one who does it very, very well and is very composed for the most part is Meryl Streep. Which one's Meryl Streep? Oh my God. I don't mean to shame you, but I'm just like. Maybe just because it's me. Did you ever see The Devil Wears Prada? Yeah. She's Miranda. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. I know who she is. I just don't remember her name. Right. So she's very well composed. And because she's, you know, gotten 16 nominations. She's just like, all right, this is old hat. (laughs) And she goes, thank you, and does her thing. An example of someone who was not composed was an actress named Olivia Coleman. Uh, She won like two years ago for a movie called The Favorite. The whole thing is that when she goes up and she starts speaking, she's like, (gasps) and just like kind of shaking. It's like, I I don't know. Um, I want to thank my husband. Like (laughs) towards the end, she like thanks. Like, I want to thank my husband. He's my best friend. You've supported me through all this stuff. I would be nothing without you. And I wouldn't be here without you. It's like, oh, that's very nice. And then she goes, hi, Lady Gaga. Because Lady Gaga was sitting in the front row. (laughs) <laughs> and then she just walks off <laughs> so it's like her husband fell behind gaga right <laughs> like <laughs> that's something i enjoy watching which is stars getting starstruck yes it's very that and she's at one point that specific speech she says hi to glenn close i've i've looked up to you for years uh, and i w- always wanted to meet you i just didn't want it to be this way where i beat you and she's like, <laughs> but I, and she's stumbling over her words she that does no idea what to do but i think i just love the fact that she, these people are just so struck by just sensory overload that either they're just professional because it either a they just like can't process it right now and they're just like right. thank you and go. <laughs> or like it's old hat and you know you're meryl streep with seventeen thousand nominations and she's like yeah cool thank you that's an aspect of television that i just have no experience with i do love that moment of like seeing what somebody does when they're just put in that kind of ecstasy and it goes to like other awards too so if you've ever watched like the grammys or anything like that it's always really really entertaining i've Um, watched the nickelodeon kids choice awards it's the same thing they drop slime (laughs) on people i like that i thought that was funny <laughs> Nick Cannon was there. It's true. <laughs> I'm going to mispronounce this name and I'm really, really sorry. But the woman who won it this year was Yoon Ya Jung. She's Korean. Yoon Ya Jung. But she won and she's just like this sweet, like she's in her 60s. This 60 <laughs> year old Korean woman, you know, saying like, oh, well, th- thank, thank you. If, if anyone has American hospitality for a Korean actress, please let me know. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> 
I think for for one of the awards, she's like, "Oh, I'm being recognized by Westerners." (laughs) But yeah, I I think I just like the authenticity. Have you ever heard the song "Take on Me"? Yes, I have. So there's a band that started and kind of made their debut in 2007, 2006, no, 2016's American's Got Talent, I think it was. Okay. They've since released an album and they just released a new one in 2020. They're called Cinematic Pop. Is that the name of the band? Yeah. Okay. But it's it pretty much defines their genre as well. They take pop songs and then they build them into a cinematic score. Like I'm transported to Frozen when I listen to these songs. Really? I'm I'm looking them up on Spotify as well. Don't even bother. I've I've got it preloaded. I'm ready to share <laughs> it with you. <laughs> For those listening, this is going to be "Take on Me" by Cinematic Pop and Cassette Cosetti by Cinematic Pop. <laughs> All rights to them. We don't own any of this and we're not going to show the whole thing. Here we go. Just picture like Belle walking through the village. Yeah. <laughs> I need to hear the high note. It's incredible. It's really, really cool to listen I f- to. I feel like I'm like in a Miyazaki movie. I feel like I'm seeing children run, across, like, run along a river. <laughs> okay, so side note on that specific song. Mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting how, if you listen to the, the original version of that, it's yeah. very 80s synth pop. It's very like of the time. Mm-hmm. But I think over the last couple years, people have like, what if we actually just sang the hell out of that song? And like... <laughs> slowed it down like i think specifically spoilers the game's been out for like a year there's a scene in the last of us part two it's towards the beginning i mean it it, it you you may have found it i you probably did because you explore everything yeah um where ellie sings that song take on me to dina in the guitar shop in the guitar shop okay yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like the most touching thing on the planet because she slowed <laughs> it down it's acoustic guitar yeah yeah it's just like <laughs> oh god damn it but besides that, what is it about cinematic pop? I have always had a very visual brain when it comes to audio. So when I listen to a song, I don't just like take in the music. What I'm doing is my brain is like painting a music video in my mind while I do this. And so when I first heard one of their songs, 
oh my God, it's like right there. Like I can see the movie unfolding and like, oh my gosh, I want to like draw an animation to this song. It's so clear in my mind. It was incredible. I think everyone at one point or another has done that in one form or another as well. So for me, what it was like when I like an iPod or music playing and a certain song comes on, I am suddenly in a music video and I am walking to a music video. Yep. Or like if I'm in the car in the backseat and I have like lean my head against the window. <laughs> it's such a classic thing. You imagine like a dolly shot next to you, like panning yes. out in the city streets. Yep. 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 You're like making your way to your new town. <laughs> like, oh my, it's, it's so that. And it's, it, it's, oh, what's the song? Oh my God. I spread my wings and I lay It's very that. Um, it's a very, just like no one understands me. As I put my hand on the windshield. Don't worry, honey. You're going to enjoy it. There's going to be tons of new friends at your new school. It's like, sure, mom. (sighs) Yes, it's very bad. And then that's the intro to Bridget Terabithia. And And Spirited Away. Exactly. (laughs) And probably a bajillion other movies. Oh, God. I think it's interesting you chose to highlight uh, a musician. Just because I never think of you as really being into a lot of music. I get what you mean. I have a very niche liking i like these things and i'll just keep liking these things forever unless something outside changes that's how my whole life is is i i have the things i like and unless there's a need to change those things i'm like i am now content with all of the things that i like yes well which is interesting because i'm the opposite if i find someone or an artist that i like i'm like oh well what's more like this what are other people like this like Mm -hmm. i think i sent Jenny a playlist a couple days ago called the Boy Genius Cinematic Universe. Okay. So this is maybe the fourth or fifth time we've mentioned her by name, but Phoebe Bridgers. Someday she'll come on our podcast. Someday. Oh God, please. She she sounds like the kind of person who, if she heard like a random podcast mention her, she'd be like, fuck it. I don't have anything going on yeah, on Wednesday. No, hundred percent. <laughs> That's a hundred percent her vibe. Uh, she's like, I don't have nothing. Sure. Um, <laughs> She she has a band called Boy Genius with two of her friends, Lucy Dacus and Julian Baker. Okay. And so when I found Phoebe, I'm like, oh, Boy Genius. Oh, these other two artists have are, have projects. And oh, she has another project with this person and this person. And like, it just, it's this whole cinematic spider web. spider web of like projects and people she knows. And then they know people and then they're friends with people. It kind of just splinters out. And so that's very much the way I discover things versus what you're saying, which is like, I like Ninja Sex Party and that will be <laughs> my content for yeah. the remainder of my life. <laughs> Pretty much. So I think what it is, is even at this point, I haven't figured out all of the things I like for specific situations. So it was very rainy lately and When I drive home from working in the rain, I don't have a specific habitual thing that I like to listen to in the rain. Mm -hmm. If I'm coming home in the sun, I've got like three different playlists that I'll choose between, but I don't have anything set for the rain. So I hit the discover playlist and that's Uh, how I came across this one. There it is. I mean, they kind of nailed it though, because it's music that is very, very visual. Music that is a very, very niche thing. No, I, I think that I think the algorithm was right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They got me picked, which is surprising because <laughs> I like to think I'm keeping the algorithm on its toes, listening <laughs> to like parody music and then jumping over to some obscure musical, like <laughs> the guy who didn't like musicals. And then oh my, very like crazy ex-girlfriend energy mm. too. <laughs> like the algorithm's like this guy's either schizophrenic or <laughs> sharing his Spotify account. <laughs> <laughs> What are you? Just what are you? <laughs> what are you? 
Uh, Pin God. him down. I can't, sir. He's moving too fast. <laughs> it's very that. It's very... <laughs> so I'm going to piggyback off that. Okay. And go with uh, another content creator kind of tangentially to music that I really have found myself really liking. He is a YouTuber. The channel's named Mike the Snare. And in the vein of my content, it is like music analysis. And like, I'm going to critique this music. He has a relatively small audience. I say that with like 100,000 some odd people subscribe, but in YouTube terms, that's like... Yeah, that's fairly beginner. Right. And he just does a lot of like music analysis, a lot of weird kind of meme kind of stuff okay he does like reviews he just does like long form explorations of topics and genres and trends which i know you love i love that stuff he does this thing where he basically takes an artist and listens to all their albums from beginning to end and like sees their growth i'm like all right this is good this was a hiccup i don't know what this was and like just kind of says his opinion i say this because he's made it very very enjoyable and very very like chill and subjects himself to a lot of torture in certain ways so one of his long form essays that he did he watched all six seasons of glee (laughs) that was the torture part (laughs) and like analyzed all six seasons of glee oh god and like it's fun because like you kind of see him just like as as he's explaining it get more and more over it and just more and more fed up and i just think it's very enjoyable not because i'm not the biggest glee person but just like i think it's funny the way he's like i'm gonna go in no judgment here we're gonna go in no preconceived notion and just like (sighs) (laughs) he has a whole thing about how ringtones shaped pop through music oh really specifically crazy frog oh yeah Yeah, specifically like how there were ads for crazy frog and you could like text this number to this thing to like get crazy frog um on your phone holy crap i didn't know that it's really interesting but he's a, he's a super talented guy. I think also just my taste lines up with his pretty cleanly. And so it's like, oh, okay, so you cover the things I, you know, I would want to know about. When you were talking about that long form essay done in a way that's very graspable, I guess, mm-hmm. it reminded me of, have you heard of Jenny Nicholson? I don't think I have, no. Jenny Nicholson does long form essays on YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. The one that got me into hers was the Vampire Diaries video. <laughs> It's that's what it's literally titled. I think I just like saw it in my suggested and I clicked it and she's like, I'm about to explain all of the Vampire Diaries, <laughs> seven seasons and the spinoffs. Oh my God. It, it's a two and a half hour video. Of oh my just sitting God. Here and analyzing it all and going over the story and then the lore. And she is very dry in her humor. Got it. (laughs) She's very, very scripted too. So she'll write out jokes and then she'll say the jokes and you're like, that was a clever joke. But I'm never like sitting there like outright laughing at the stuff she does. It's more just entertaining because she put an effort into it. Like chuckles. Yeah, exactly. So it made me think of that where if someone were to just sit down and analyze the Vampire Diaries and be like, okay, but then she gets to a point where she's like, and this person comes back which is completely contradictory to what we already know about how the world works. But whatever, that's fine. They're vampires and they're hot. Let's just keep it going. Right, exactly. Like, And, that, and that's very much what Mike the Snare does. He has a very critical ear and a very critical 
insight into this stuff, but it's never like, well, if we look at this, you know, talking down <laughs> or whatever else, he has a very approachable way. Like he has a whole video about like KK Slider. Oh, really? And like the music at Animal Crossing. He also does the, I think he breaks down the theme to Super Smash Brothers. Every game, it's different theme and how they like, let's see if the newest one borrows from all of them and like see if there are trends in this. If there are rhythmic pattern, plot twist, there are. You can hear Super Smash Brothers 1 in the theme for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. That's actually really cool. It sounds like what he's doing is what all of our high school teachers failed to do, which was engage us in the content in a relatable way. He's successfully rapping Shakespeare to us. He's successfully rapping Shakespeare. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, he just, from what I gather from watching him, he just generally cares about this stuff. He's interested in it and he over analyzes music mm. and, you know, recording and trends and history and all that. And just does so in a very entertaining internet digestible way. So I recommend him. I recommend his series, The Deep Discog Dive, which like I said, is just him listening to an artist from the first thing they released to the last. He's done like Kanye West, David Bowie, or like Radiohead as, as a running joke. And because it's the internet, he did do Death Grips. Um, and he, listened <laughs> no. to every, he listened to every single Death Grips album from the first one they released to the most recent. And he's like, this is a lot. <laughs> that poor man <laughs> come for the memes stay for the music there you go that's solid there's the title yeah <laughs> there you go what's funny everybody matt will typically at almost every single episode at some point we will say something that he thinks is worthy of the accolade and he will note there's the title <laughs> and so what i've started doing is when ronnie sends me the the edits i'll <laughs> listen through and wait to hear matt say that and i'll write down whatever it was in reference to and <laughs> take it out so that like it's not like oh that's when they decided to do the title <laughs> i always like when they say the title of the thing and the thing yeah yeah no i don't take that part out <laughs> i'll leave it in so that they're listening and they're like when the hell are we coming for the memes and staying for the music what the right <laughs> or like the, there was one episode we like which one of us is a duck yeah that was and my that was, favorite it was the payoff. last 10 seconds <laughs> yep <laughs> it was just like i'm a duck and it's just like <laughs> we said the thing yeah exactly speaking of youtubers <laughs> oh no no i did it i didn't even mean to do it that wasn't even ironic no uh, leave it in leave it in uh ronnie <laughs> leave it in <laughs> Have you heard of Luke AFK? I've heard, uh, I think so, yes. I can understand if people find him abrasive because he is. Oh, God. He's like gritting your teeth abrasive. But his content is very funny and not vulgar. So okay. it teeters. The way I found him was he basically was Zoom bombing and he would do funny things during the meetings. He would play a video of a mouse. He would put in a video of this guy eating chips and like blow out the mic volume. So that everybody's oh. like, what the fuck? But it wouldn't be like the Zoom bombers you hear about where he would start playing porn or something like that. Like that's yeah, we don't need that. Yeah. In my mind, what he's doing is is 
pretty much the wholesome form of zoom bombing. There are other there's other content he has, but it's all really that kind of shock value and everything. A lot of input, a lot of stimulus when you watch it, like your sensory overload for visual stuff, because he's mm-hmm. just constantly using filters, constantly editing over edits, which when you're looking at it from the outside can be like, oh, that's too much. That's for Gen Z. Like that's for Gen Alpha. Uh, like, it's just too much for me. Uh. <laughs> I literally had a conversation with someone earlier about I've gotten to the point where Gen Z has their own dialogue and their own language that I just feel <laughs> like old man yells at cloud. <laughs> and I hate that I'm coming to this. I'm just like, what the hell is Chugi? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, I don't know what that is. I don't know either. I don't know what the, like the sheesh oh, thing no. is. Oh, okay. So she, it's the like high pitch. She, like, I, I just, I hate it. Oh God. We, and this is the part where if any Gen Zers listen to this, they're like, oh, this so cringe i'm like i know it's cringe i know, <laughs> I know. it is okay we invented cringe <laughs> hey how's it going it's going pretty good hey would you consider yourself gen z uh i guess okay like, that is technically what i am <laughs> okay because it's like i'm like in the dead center of it so this is Michael. He's my friend. We play D&D together. Michael is the one that showed me the she sound. Mike, Matt and I don't know what the hell it is because we're both old men. Can you explain what she is and like wh- why? Sheesh. Or is uh, the, the kids say uh, sheesh. Yes. Um, is like a, it's, I don't, I don't even know myself. It's just a funny thing that people on like TikTok say when like there's something like damn he's looking that outfit like sheesh like I don't know okay it's a rather hard concept to explain but I don't even know what it is all I know is that the noise is kind of funny very existential almost where like it kind of means nothing it's Gen Z reflecting the meaninglessness of this world that we live in that also may be me overthinking it as I do well thanks Mike you've been minimal help my bud <laughs> You're welcome. I'm sorry I can't be more informative. I'm not exactly uh in touch with uh what the, the kids on TikTok are doing. Okay. Well no, you play D D, of course you're not. <laughs> oh Matt. Well thanks, Mike. <laughs> no problem, Alan. I am glad I could have been minimal help. Yeah, absolutely like pretty much none. But the, the one thing you have highlighted is that even Gen Z doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. Honestly, yeah. Sheesh is just the peak of ironic humor. Gen Z humor is just basically like funny noise or loud noise and then just random irony. That is just peak of Gen Z humor. That it, it memes okay. have evolved to just pure irony. <laughs> okay, perfect. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> no problem. Bye. Bye. So now that we have that National Geographic level insight. So Jake AFK is just loud noise. And irony. <laughs> loud noise irony. The thing I like about him is that he has a very welcoming smile and he edits himself into his videos laughing at his own videos, which I find weirdly funny and enjoyable to watch. I can understand that. So he's got like the Zoom meeting and he's got a POV camera where it's what he looks like while he's like doing this stuff. And then he's got another camera, which is him editing this whole thing and laughing back in like the future at what he did back then. So it's this like peel back the layers of you know what's behind it to like show what's going on let me just play you (laughs) 
There's also a, a funny one where he dresses up as a very convincing girl and goes on Omegle. Have you heard of Omegle? Yes, I know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm familiar. Oh, that thing has scarred me. I've never Ooh. heard of it. It is from like the depths of the internet, of like early internet. Minute 30 <laughs> seconds left. 30 seconds. Hello? <laughs> Are we being half? <laughs> that was fabulous. Can we draw that next? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, okay. Once you've read your character sheet, you're good to start talking to each other. Can you play like the Kahoot music? I feel like that would really like fit the theme. <laughs> Here we go. I feel like there needs to be like some ambiance. Yes. <laughs> Who did that? <laughs> I just feel like we got like coconut mauled. Like. Ooh, dance party. I call this next move the electric symbol. <laughs> I didn't see your face until now. I need a 45 minute nap. Yeah, I mean, it's just like a lot. Like, it's just like slapping you in the face and it keeps smacking it's you. And definitely a lot. Yeah. <laughs> What I think is cool is I'm watching it as a video editor, as like a filmmaker. The stuff he's doing takes a lot of work. I can see that. Different shakes and reactions to things, to cut between different things, to overlay videos, and then like shift effects. He's not just slapping two things together and exporting the video and being like, I'm done. Like that takes a lot of work to do. And my hat is off to him for creating that stimulus trash that like is very hard to do. And over the course of like a year, he got up to 2.2 million subscribers. Good for him for sticking to it and putting in the work. <laughs> Matt, the king of saying nice things about shit he doesn't like. I know we're trying to keep it positive, but I fucking hate that. <laughs> really? You hate that? I don't oh, like that at all. Oh no. That's not my bag whatsoever. I feel like my whole world <laughs> is melting like this castle of- What do you mean? My 6DOC like- What? Rose is wilting. <laughs> <laughs> what? You're you're telling me the person who you've recently compared to a dry, dense book <laughs> doesn't like the stimulus trash? <laughs> like the stimulus trash, you dense, dry heap. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Like, he is trash. <laughs> But I can't help but be like, hey, credit where credit is due. That is really hard to do. And I think that's it. I, I say that as someone with zero subscribers, with not a YouTube empire, 
So the hat's off. I feel like this has struck a tone through our universe. Has it? There are two universes. There is a universe wherein we all live, listeners and us. Yes. But then there is also the second universe wherein this podcast lives. When you listen to it, where you are transported into this other 6DOC world. Right. I feel like a fission <laughs> has started. A fission has happened. I, I think this might be the start of something very dark in the future. <laughs> I disagree. Oh God, it's starting. Um, it's starting. I think it might start. No, I well, because my approach to that is just like I don't like it, but that doesn't matter because you like it. A lot of stuff that I love that I'm sure you hate. What I'm saying is, <laughs> I think that before the wedding happens, we may have to release the first episode of our other podcast. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> so it's, it's. I think it's coming now. At least once. Yeah, we need- At least it, once. We need an episode for when we have my bachelor party. Right. And we need an episode for the wedding and the honeymoon. Right, so, that, so you may get three episodes of this. Ooh, that'd be pretty intense. Oh, what do you think about this? Maybe Ronnie will leave this in, maybe he won't. What do you think about recording parts of The Bachelor Party? I'm not mad about it. <laughs> okay. Oh, because like we've talked about this. You know what for the most part is going on. <laughs> it's going to be real low key. Yeah. It's going to be know. very, very low key. Just very, you know, whatever. So, I mean, there's not going to be like a dead guy. We're not going to accidentally <laughs> record a murder. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But no, I'm not mad about that. Okay. I think I might bring a portable recorder and, and see what kind of fun audio we can pick up from our raucous night. Is that I think? Raucous? Raucous. Rowdy, rocky, raucous. Yeah. <laughs> Rocket power kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to try to heal the fissure by talking about something that I know you enjoy, but we both enjoy different parts of it. Okay. As is my way of doing things, I am ahead of the curve on some things and way, way behind on others. I recently, for the first time, I watched Love, Death and Robots. Oh yeah. And I am obsessed. It's really, really good. I watched all of them and I'm obsessed with it because it is the exact kind of thing I love in science fiction, which is very, very high and low, and usually about something else, since it has no real rules, can kind of do whatever it wants. That's true, yeah. So to talk about the high and low, one example I will provide is there's a, there's a story. Well, we should probably talk about what it is, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. It's an anthology, basically. Yeah, the showrunner curates a bunch of short stories and scripts and all of that. They get a whole bunch of different animation people, film people, just different production companies to make them. As a result, you get a, for the most part, really different experience each episode. Oh yeah. Now, I think the whole novelty of it when it first came out was that you would get a different order depending on your like watch history or something or like the way oh, it presented. I hadn't heard of this. Okay. I think that was the thing was that like it shuffled the order depending on who was watching because it, Netflix tracks all that data. They have all that information of what you've watched. So I think they curated it based on the order based on that is my understanding. I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, please correct me. Um, but anyway, you get this very different experience <laughs> from episode to episode. Um, if I'm wrong, we're in the past <laughs> like, and yell at me in the future, yeah. uh, you get this high and low. So for example, I'll highlight two of my favorite episodes. One is 
this ship has gone off course and landed off track of where it's supposed to go. Right. Basically, the whole thing is this guy trying to figure out what's going on because they were in like hypersleep and they woke up and they were off track. And this person who was not part of the crew was there who came back and it gets really twisted from there. <laughs> it's really good. I remember just the opening scene. I don't remember any of the rest. Of oh, it. my God. The twist is so good. It may be worth rewatching. Like, it's like you said, they're so short, but they, they really do pack a full story arc into those short episodes. Yeah. And I think that's kind of just the perk of short fiction. Since it has a condensed thing, it has to get in and out. So the one I'm thinking of is uh, Beyond the Aquila, Aquila Rift. But at the same time, there's a whole episode about sentient yogurt. That's my favorite episode. <laughs> which tracks so well with you because that's just, it's very light. It's very, well, not light. But the, like, the animation style is is cartoony too. Yeah. But it's, yeah, sentient yogurt. It's just the funny thing of like the yogurt talks like the bubble forms on the yogurt when it pops it the like divot moves like a mouth he's like we have decided to <laughs> we have solved the economic crisis it's yeah just like, it's, it's so good but then like your next episode is this like infinite loop of a woman chasing a man she saw murder someone oh yeah that was my least favorite episode oh that was my favorite that was one of my favorites what happens well, this is like in the first two seconds, so I don't think it's a yeah. spoiler. No. She looks out her window and sees a man murder someone. Mm -hmm. And then he sees her and starts chasing her. Right. Because he's yeah. like, she's going to tell someone. Right. Yeah. That one messed me up because it's just oh, like. It's so good. Well, the whole thing is a chase scene. Ah, oh, man. It, it makes you feel uncomfortable mm -hmm. in a really good way because a lot of people could do you know a 15 minute chase scene and it's just all right oh now we're going up here now we're across here but i think it's the art style i think it's the fact they chose to show as much as they do yeah this is rated m by the way very very m very very <laughs> m. at least this particular one uh, a lot of them are a lot of them are very very gruesome and very very bloody but the yogurt um, one's cute your one's good um <laughs> that's the one i would show to children yep <laughs> I the only other cartoony one I can really think of is the Hitler one. The Hitler one. <laughs> that sounds bad. I don't remember the Hitler one. The Hitler one is the like six different realities based on if Hitler died at certain points. Right. So like one of them is like, what if Hitler got run over by a sausage cart? And it, it leads to like Germany outlawing horse-drawn carriages and invest more money in the cars. And because they invest more cars, they have first technology. And because <laughs> of that, they win World War II. And like, holy crap, <laughs> um, they, they make it to the moon in like 1958. Um, <laughs> but overall, it's a very, very enjoyable show. And I started watching because they put out they're putting out a second volume. <gasps> I didn't hear about this. In a couple of weeks, I think. Oh, well, crap. Very, very excited to see that. Just because this has like tapped my little sci-fi nerve of like, this is what I love. Really deep genre fiction. That's very entertaining and very, very well made. I would say it has the vibe of an Adult Swim show, but the quality and just variety are well worth your time. Yes, much, much higher quality. I think I love Adult Swim. 
Mm-hmm. But I just think the diversity of the content is just unmatched. If anyone ever watched like the Animatrix, it's very that vibe. Just like little stories from this world and done in a really, really high concept way, which I know a lot of other people are following sweet in that so like disney yeah is putting out a star wars show that is done by all anime studios really you're getting anime star wars i didn't hear about that yeah i I heard about them prepping for the return of our lord and savior (laughs) obi-wan prequel memes on reddit has been like freaking out about it for months Oh yeah, our Lord and Savior Ewan McGregor. Yeah, um, and and Hayden Christensen are coming back. Yeah, in their <laughs> Hayden Christensen is half those memes. He's half the memes, but he's like the bad half. The, hold on, now we're gonna fall down this rabbit hole. It's all like Obi Wan versus Anakin, but okay, this is one of my favorites. そう、<笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑><笑> that was Obi-Wan versus Anakin, but put through Google Translate in Japanese. And yeah. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) He's just like burning. (laughs) But yeah, so basically Disney's putting out a show of of (laughs) anthology shows of Star Wars stories done by Japanese animators. Oh, that's going to be awesome. I got to just say that the world building in Love, Death and Robots is just really well done because Mm. you can jump into an episode and not even five minutes, you understand what the world is, what the people are doing, and you're invested. Like it's Mm -hmm. very quick to acclimate you to that world because they're all stories revolving around Love, Death and Robots, but they're not in the same universe as far as I can tell. Right, right now but i think of episodes that are just like very very even like super duper high concept stuff Mm. that you would think needs a lot of exposition and just like nope we're in there's sunny's edge which is like the beast fight yeah oh i love the beast fight where like people telepathically link to these giant lizard monster things and fight and you would think you'd need like well why are they doing this is like what's the, how did we get here but it's like nope you're just in if you've seen real steel the movie where that <laughs> boxer like controls the robot and they box it's that same concept except with creatures and i guarantee you this like not even 20 
20 minute episode, it does a incredibly better job than real steel. It's like 10 minutes. And it's just like, boom, you understand you're invested. It's so intriguing and they don't spend like hours on, yeah, your avatar is actually built from your own DNA and <laughs> and can interact with the world. Okay. This is like, I want to see lizard fight. Yeah. And, and the, but they make it like emotional, like they yeah. give it an emotional payoff as well. And then you're like, no lizard. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all around just an absolute gem of a show. And I know everyone mm. talked about it like, two years ago when it came out, but I was slow and I was like, all right. It makes me happy when you're slower than I am. Good. I was like, oh, this looks intriguing. I like robots. And I was like, this isn't what I expected. <laughs> well, that was also like when you stayed up till like two in the morning. Yeah, because I did just them like, all in one sitting. Well, you save like two in the morning on a regular basis to like get work stuff done. That's what I used to do, yeah. Oh, you used to do, right, for when you were working for uh, the other company. Because <laughs> we're not going to disparage. No, for the aforementioned, yeah. For the aforementioned, yeah. I was working, I was working late nights. So it wasn't unheard of for me to just stay up like late. But that night I sat down and I was like, I'm going to watch this whole thing. Because they were all just that good. Do you know what else is good? What? Our theme song, The Process by Lakey Inspired. Oh, shit! Hit that, Lakey! <laughs> Thank you for all of your uh, royalty-free music. <laughs> we appreciate it. <laughs> Where can you find the podcast? You can find us. I don't even have the thing up. I don't even think anyone cares. Wherever you're listening to us on. There. You're, you found it. You found it. You found gold. Stop digging. <laughs> <laughs> you found the apex. We're the next level. Jenny said that to me. She was like, why do you guys do that thing at the end where you tell everybody where to find the podcast if they're already listening to it? It's like, that's just what you're supposed to do. Just everyone does that. Everyone does that. Literally everyone says like, you can find us whatever you get your podcast. And I'm just like, I'm listening to it. <laughs> we are looking for somebody to help out Ronnie where we can shoot you the video of our podcast and you can pull out funny clips and throw them on the Facebook. That would be a huge help. Make a YouTube compilation. Yeah, that would also be great. <laughs> so if anyone wants to rifle through this dumpster fire of <laughs> yeah. a video, it's going to be great. You're going to love it. We're not going to pay you at all. <laughs> no, you get paid in exposure, just like Ronnie. <laughs> but Ronnie loves it, don't you? Ronnie, if you love it, remain silent. Yeah, he loves it. That's a good boy. <laughs> Alan, thank you for potting with me. Hey, my mom makes a mean pod pie. Play it, play, play it out. Yeah. I feel reborn. This has reignited my passion for living. Oh, good. Matt, I don't know how I can thank you. Somehow you went from being my greatest rival to my closest friend. Uh, I, I'm happy you got a lot out of it. Yeah, it, it helps me a lot. It helps me just kind of be centered a bit more. Yeah, so what action steps are you gonna take for your goal? I'm gonna work on my breathing. I'm going to constantly breathe in and out and in and out, concentrating different thin lines of air until I can focal point my breaths and shoot holes through concrete blocks. Then I'll have the best podcasting voice in the world. Cool. Uh, love that for you. Let me know how that goes and uh, I'll, I'll listen for when you decide to start a start the show. You better listen and don't forget my name. The name of the one true podcaster. I didn't catch his name.
Who was that guy? 